you're listening to the John DePietro Show. Now, you're going to hear about this, but there was a sighting, and it's interesting to me, at the Rhode Island State House. So you have a number of um, members of the you know, local press corps that are there, and then there's state police, and they're holding people back. And then who do they see? Wow, it's former Governor Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo walking along. The local press reporters are all kept at bay. And then who's walking with her at the Rhode Island State House? Leslie Stahl of 60 Minutes. So 60 Minutes is doing a full profile, in-depth piece. We're not sure when it's going to air, but I would imagine some point over the next couple of weeks. And they're doing a piece on uh, Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo. But here's the part that stands out. She would not acknowledge the local press. They were calling out to her. Many of them considered her friends. Many of them considered her someone. She gave them the impression that she cared about them. She gave them the impression that it was more than just the normal, you know, relationship that you're a member of the media and you're covering her. And, you know, she had that ability. Folks, make no mistake about it. This is someone, first and foremost, always is about Gina. It's always been about Gina. It always will be about Gina. Now, why would she not want 60 Minutes? So there's several things about this, and I think it's significant. It takes you into the inner workings of her. Number one, obviously, her campaign team and her PR team, they have geared this up that 60 Minutes, it sounds like, is going to do an in-depth piece. Now, there are people maybe listening right now, and you say, oh, so what? I don't even watch that anymore. Maybe you don't. But 60 Minutes is still, it's, it's highly respected. It's certainly big within the corridors of Washington. And it's kind of a rite of passage. Who appears on 60 Minutes? People that are significant are on 60 Minutes and are featured on 60 Minutes. It's also the type of thing that if someone was going to run for office and you want to send kind of an introductory piece about a candidate, maybe running for president who wants to be considered for vice president, um, 60 Minutes, I mean, is there something bigger or with more credibility or certainly more recognizable than that the answer is no now i'm not shocked i mean she they were waving to her they thought maybe she would come over meaning the local press some of them were like wow confused what's going on she looked at me these are some of the reporters certainly not me looked at me and acted like she didn't even know who i was folks she didn't see who you were she you were invisible to her you know one of the it's interesting to me it's one of the biggest complaints of homeless people and i've interviewed them over the years is they'll say people walk by them and they treat them like they're invisible and there's nothing more insulting to them than when people don't even acknowledge or the panhandlers right go up to someone and the people just don't even make eye contact just keep walking so that really threw them but if you're the Ramundo camp and you have leslie stall in 60 minutes they don't want any anything that could take off the narrative that they're establishing, that they want. Now, they don't want, let's just say she did walk over and she said to Leslie Stahl, oh, these are, you know, this is Kathy Gregg of the Providence Journal. I'm just using an example of some of the reporters maybe there. This is someone from the Providence Journal. This is someone from Channel 10. Oh, and Leslie Stahl of 60 Minutes. Oh, let's roll the camera. Oh, so... Blah, blah, blah. What, maybe she says, you know, maybe we'll feature Kathy Gregg in that piece. That's not what they want. 
Nope. I, I'm willing to bet if there's going to be someone from the media there, it's going to be someone from the Washington Post, the New York Times, or a high-level establishment. She doesn't want any cameos from any of the local press. Now, that said, listen, I want to be very clear. I'm not saying that they would say anything wrong. I'm not saying they might say anything that might be um, perceived as a negative towards the Rundo people. I'm not saying they would say anything that might damage her. But what it is, is they don't want to lose control of the narrative. They want to control the narrative. Now, if that is true, which it is, Leslie Stahl, Gina Raimondo in town, and it just happens to coincide along with who is she in town? I don't think it's a coincidence, but Gay Bambo running CD1, and he's the Democrat, and he's a person of color. If you're Team Gina, you love the imaging of that. She's not coming in for Seth Magaziner, so what? It's just another white male. She's not in coming in for something for Senator Jack Reed, another white male. She's not even coming in for, you know, some woman who's elected or running for. No, Team Raimondo likes the idea that she came in to support one of her protégés, Gabe Ammo, who worked for her who also then worked in the Biden White House. He certainly has an impressive resume. He worked in the Obama White House. He worked for Governor Raimondo. Now we, then he worked at the Biden White House. Now he's running CD1. No, they like the image. Now, a 60 Minutes interview with Gabe Ammo, well, that would be very flattering. And I want you to look at the optics of this. Look who it's coming from. It's coming from a person of color. So you have a woman who's Caucasian, and yet she has this young person of color who's running for congress who raves about her uh he's someone that eventually if he does get elected to congress um on top of that would in fact end up um you know maybe going out on the campaign trail for her and being some kind of a, a surrogate in some way for for secretary Ramundo. So uh, out on the campaign trail, folks, she is very strategic. See, the problem now that comes in, as much as I didn't think Biden was going to run for re-election, he, he might still say that he's not up to it. But what is, in fact, happening right now is with everything going on in the world, um, I don't see how he could. Can you imagine what would happen now? And it's possible, but that he says that you know he's not running you know can you imagine if the president said he's not running for re-election uh, by all accounts then he is going to run but i think just to be out there to be in the scene to be part of the conversation um i think that's one of the things she she's not about to just let the governor of california governor newsom have all the attention himself so, but very, very telling the actions of Gina at the Rhode Island State House. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. This portion of the program is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Pop in and see them, whether it's for lunch, nice weather, you can sit outside on the deck, or maybe sit in the dining room, delicious food. Then they also have a great full bar, large dining area and you're going to love the lounge the lodge pub and eatery people rave about their delicious consistent great food and also the great staff i'll see you at the lodge pub and eatery 40 breakneck hill road in lincoln 
Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. Joining us right now, he is a columnist with the Boston Globe. It is uh, columnist Dan McGowan. And Dan, let's start off. You've been uh, obviously covering and tracking Providence uh, for as long as anyone that I know. And uh, I'm very anxious. I've seen you've been commenting quite a bit about these latest test scores that have come out. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm uh, I guess, uh, without words in some ways for uh, how kind of the, this idea of celebrating, uh, you know, something that a couple of years ago, with the same results, we were talking about, you know, a need for a complete overhaul of education, you know. The first in the first two years of the RICAS results, if you remember, John, of course, was pre-pandemic. Uh, everybody was, you know, everybody, and we're talking the business community, the, you know, the, non, the, the Rhode Island Foundation, of course, all the legislative leaders. Uh, everybody, the governor, was outraged by how poor we were performing. And sure, we had a pandemic, but we're we're basically right back at. In fact, we haven't even re- returned to the levels of pre-pandemic when it comes to the English language arts. And that's statewide. You know, you mentioned Providence. Uh, you know, we're now into the fifth school year of the state takeover of Providence schools, and you're talking about 15% proficiency in English, 13% um, in math. They haven't moved the needle in any way, not in any significant way, literally in any way at all when it comes to these test scores. So uh, I think it's um, I think it's disturbing. And I think the thing that I'm most uh, struck by, I don't know if you agree with this, John, is I feel like there's just this complete shoulder shrug from all the folks who, who in the past have been, you know, so outspoken. We're just not seeing the same level of outrage I got a business leader who called me yesterday and said, well, this is, is, you know, you, you immediately, you know, anytime you say anything, immediately everybody starts to blame COVID and, you know, maybe you give it another year. But I mean, God, how long are we going to wait for even modest results to improve, or, you know, modest improvements? Um, yeah, the, I think these numbers are, are really striking and it, it seems like nobody, nobody seems to care all that deeply. Tim McGowan, you're familiar with the film Moneyball? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay, famous scene around the table. All right, what's the problem? You guys aren't even looking at the problem. Exactly. Um, right? Is Are the problems really being addressed? and Or is this, is this more that people just want to work within the current frame framework that's there and they're just... They're just almost predestined to accept whatever poor results come out of it. Well, I think there's two separate factors. So I think with Providence, a real, and you and I have covered and talked about this for years now, uh, a real tactical error was made. And this is not in any way Governor McKee's fault. This is is on Governor Raimondo at the time. They made a tactical decision that, all right, if we're going to come in and take over the Providence schools, that's going to shake things up. It's going to make people mad at us. We're going to try every time we can, we're going to try to work with the Providence Teachers Union. I, I, I vividly remember being told, because you know, I'd covered Providence for, for years before that, and I remember talking to people in the reminder administration, and I would say, you know, I, I don't understand like if you, how you think you're going to get anything done if you're going to be working you know, with the Providence Teachers Union who, who has no interest in, in, in having a, you know, a serious conversation about improving the schools and about 
you know, making changes. And I remember it that they were so, you know, in hindsight, the word is probably arrogant. Back then, maybe it was confident that, no, 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 you know, we, we really think we can work with the teachers union. We've had some really great meetings. We've, we've, they've, they've really seemed committed. And I'd say, boy, I've seen this game before. I, you know, I constantly feel like we see that, you know, the, the, the beginnings of a conversation of, of, you know, yes, we'll work together, but they wear you out and they, and they, and they run you down. So I think that's on the Providence side. On the statewide side, I'm not sure what the answer is because I, I, don't, I, I don't think there's been a major focus on all the other districts. There's just been so much focus on, on everything happening in Providence. Um, you know, I, I do think, obviously, yes, the pandemic to, to, to a large degree changed a lot of things. But, you know, when I, when I know the Department of Education was very upset with some of the things I was writing and tweeting yesterday, and I said, you know, like, do you know how I know the results are bad? Because you guys told me the results were bad four or five years ago. Right. I didn't make this up. I'm not being, you know, subjective here. It was you guys that called us in, the reporters and the, and the, and the journalists who said, this is a call to action. We need to do better. And now we're at the same result or worse, in fact, in English language arts. And nobody seems to, you know, now they're, they're almost celebrating very mediocre improvement. J. Perry Paving, high quality, fair pricing, exceptional service. Call today for a free estimate serving Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. 401-732-1730. Letter J. J. Perry paving why not you get your driveway paved maybe your parking lot j perry paving licensed and insured contracted company committed to meeting their clients needs no matter how big how small hey learn about the benefits of asphalt paving whether it's a brand new paving project just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed what a difference it'll make for your home for your business with j perry paving call them today free quote 401 732-1730 look for them on facebook they're also online and remember no one is better with veterans than j perry paving if you're a veteran or related to one they have a special package designed for you it'll be the most cost efficient way to get your driveway paved or your business j perry paving 401-732-1730 Folks, again, we're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. And Dan McGowan, your perspective is what intrigues me on this whole thing because you've told me that when you have coached Little League and you see children that attend a charter school, you can tell them, pick them out from the kids that attend the Providence, traditional Providence public school. Absolutely. I've always maintained that. Uh, I, I, I would qualify that just with, with one. Go ahead. You know, it depends on the charter school, right? Okay. But think about the, you know, when you think about the, you know, the high profile kind of, I'm going to say the good charter schools. And I, I, you know what I mean by this, but uh, the achievement first in the world. Yes. You see kids who are, um, who are more focused, who, you know, can look adults in the eye, who, um, kind of understand boundaries better than than i think the traditional public school uh kids often do it's not perfect it's not always the case but yeah absolutely you 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 see kids who are 
um, who I think who on the baseball field are more prepared to learn from a coach in practice, right? That would be me. And who I think in the classroom come in more prepared to, um, you know, to learn. It's it's not you know it's not a babysitting fest. I think unfortunately, and this is where while I place a ton of blame on on Providence teachers, and you know, so I, no one could ever accuse me of being an apologist for them. I would say. You know, there is that factor of the, the one thing that charter schools are, are can be very successful is they have very high expectations. They make that very clear of the parents. And while I think it's overrated to say that they, you know, they weed kids out and things like that, you do get a kind of self-selection of parents who are really committed. Oftentimes, parents who say, look, I went to the Providence Public Schools. It wasn't good for me. I want my kid to have better. I can't afford to go to a, a private school. So I'm going to stick you in a school that's going to be longer days, you know, longer school year, longer school days, and you know, maybe you're in uniform, but you're going to have, you know, a little more discipline, that kind of stuff, and it, the results definitely show. Now, it's not like the charter schools in Providence are knocking it out of the park when it comes to um, the test scores, but even this year, you know, you look at it, Achievement First had some really uh, good improvements. Um, when it comes to when it comes to the Ricast results compared to the Providence uh, kids, you see this in other in other uh, you know the other major charters with Blackstone Valley Prep outside of Providence. Of course, they had some really nice you know particularly at the junior high level. Um, you know they had some really nice numbers. So you, know, you are seeing you know, I think I think very similar to what you're going to see in the next couple of years in Massachusetts. So Massachusetts has had a rough run. They they've definitely had fall off and. Um, there's a reason why you know we're kind of, we're you know looking like closer to rivaling them than, than maybe we ever have before, it's largely because they have really struggled. But you know I think you can bet pretty good, be a pretty safe bet to say yeah they're probably going to recover and do really well. Similarly, I think here in Rhode Island, I think the charter schools who were doing very well prior to the pandemic, they're going to bounce back because they know what they're doing. They're really committed to it, and they can be very flexible when it comes to. If you're a teacher in one of those schools and you're not getting the job done, or if you're more importantly sometimes an administrator who's not getting the job done, you're gone. Whereas Providence cycles through, obviously teachers, but also administrators. I mean, you know, the same people just get bounced to different schools over and over and over again for years and years and years. Folks, again, we're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Dan, what's your initial reaction that... Um, General Treasurer James Diosa has floated the idea maybe we need to relook at and basically hinting at and possibly overturning what now Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo did with the pension reform as general treasurer. Yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, uh, what a, uh, the irony of, of, you know, Gina Raimondo being in town to do an interview with 60 Minutes uh, at the State House, you know, and, and being. Really, I think even even throughout her her tenure as governor, the thing that you and I, I think, probably would say is the most uh, the highest profile decision or thing she did was pension reform, which was when she was the treasurer. Yeah. Um, you know, and and for the treasurer to you know come in and you know want to take a, a deeper look at this. I mean, I, I, one thing I'll say is it's not unreasonable ten years later to be. You know, taking another look at this, obviously we've seen what inflation, you know, has done to all of us and things like that. And so, 
you know, there there is probably work that you can do around the margins to maybe you know get get money in the hands of pensioners a little bit faster, maybe a little bit more. I think there are ways to do this um, in a kind of responsible way potentially, but I would say you know. <laughs> I just feels like I, I trusted Gina Raimondo a lot more than than the current treasurer. And you look at the group that he put on, and you know you you, you have to get everybody. You know you, you you see there's a lot of labor on that um, on that panel that he's created, both the you know the number one and number two people at the AFL CIO, George Nee and Pat Crowley are on it. You do have some, you know, you have Mike DBAs who's from Ryback, and you know so there's going to be some people who are going to present the kind of the fiscally, let's say, conservative thing to do as well. But you just kind of hope that it doesn't become, a, you know, a political pressure campaign where, um, you know, Gina Raimondo, I think, was able to withstand that because, look, if Gina didn't become the governor, she wouldn't have been the commerce, she wouldn't have ended up being the commerce secretary, but Gina Raimondo would be working at Goldman Sachs right now making, you know, $100 million a year. She'd be, she'd be just fine. And I, I think she was very comfortable with, you know, doing the right thing and losing, uh, losing electorally, I mean, um, whereas I'm, I'm just not as confident in our leadership right now at the state level uh, in the treasurer's office or, you know, eventually this would end up going to the governor and going to, you know, the legislature where just it feels like it's, it's much easier to see people caving right now um, to kind of pressure and demands and you, you just hope they make the right kind of the responsible decisions. Is this the kickoff of the Diosa for Governor 26 campaign? I don't think so. <laughs> I think he's very, but I do, but to your question, I do think he is uh, very clearly, very politically ambitious. Yes. Um, and so is it a, is it a make sure everybody, you know, kind of remembers that, that they like me? Yeah, I, I do think there's, there's a little bit of that. And, you know, he's got plenty of time. And I think Treasurer Diosa, uh, you know, is the kind of person who we can very much expect that he'll run for another statewide office uh, after this one. I think he's kind of a career politician in a lot of ways. And so, you know, is it lieutenant governor? Is it secretary of state at some point? You know, all these all these offices, with the exception of governor, that you can move around, right? It's not a it's not a step down to go from treasurer to secretary of state or something like that. You know, if you're looking to just have eight more years in a statewide office job, um, all these guys, I, I, you know, you know, I think would, would take any of those offices other than the governor, which I think is probably a little bit in over his head. Propane Plus, call them today. Heating and cooling in Rhode Island, 401-885-4209 in Massachusetts, 508 508- 252-3359 for Propane Plus. Three generations you can always depend on Propane Plus for all your heating and cooling. Call them today, 401-885-4209. Three generations, they're available 24-7 for service and delivery, and they're going to serve you for a very long time. They have a great user-friendly website. You just log on at propaneplus.com, and then you type in your zip code, residential, commercial, Propane Plus Heating and Cooling, always there for you. Give them a call today in Rhode Island, 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. The Johnson family, three generations, heating and cooling. You can always depend on Propane Plus.
Folks, we're speaking with uh, columnist of the Boston Globe. It's Dan McGowan. Dan, what is your take on that's that's pretty telling, folks, at the Rhode Island State House. There was former governor, former general treasurer, but Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo with Leslie Stahl of 60 Minutes, obviously an upcoming piece. But what was your reaction that the Commerce Secretary basically, sounds like, did not even acknowledge the local press corps that had to be kept at bay. I have a thought on that, but what's your, what's your impression on that? Well, a lot of, a lot of egos are bruised, right? Because I think a lot of people, a lot of our local press, uh, and myself included to some degree, you get enamored with Judah Raimondo in some ways, and you you kind of hope that she's always going to recognize every you know every time she sees you. Gina Raimondo, let's face it, doesn't have a lot of use for any of us at this point. <clears throat> so that was a little bit of my kind of perspective on it. And broader, bigger picture, you know, I also think <clears throat> she wants this. In, in any any time you're getting interviewed by 60 Minutes, you want nothing to go wrong right. in any, you know, in any, like, you, you don't want any mistakes to happen. It's possible you'll just bungle an interview, right? That, that's, that's always the possible case. I, I don't think Gina Raimondo will, but uh, that, that's always the thing. But you don't want... You know, some 60 Minutes producer to see the angry reporter in the corner saying, you know, she, she really screwed up cooler and warmer. Exactly. Like and, yes. <laughs> uh, and so uh, I think it's, it's, it's no, no surprise. But I will say she, you know, she has spent a lot of time in Rhode Island since becoming the Commerce Secretary. And she is usually pretty caged off. She's not the kind of person who's, you know, regularly she used to be someone who. You know, I never tried to abuse it, but you know, you have, you know, I think a lot of us have her cell phone number, and and she used to be somebody who would be relatively responsive, and and um, and is that definitely has changed since she became the guy. I mean, look, she's you know she's in China meeting with you know the the, the heads and <laughs> the, the heads of government there. I don't think she cares that much about what Dan McGowan is asking. Well, you know what I think, uh, Dan McGowan. What's interesting is she's so disciplined about. Like, why veer off the narrative that they're putting forward? Because right. who knows? If 60 Minutes wanted to, they could say, okay, let's sit down with Kathy Gregg, track her down, so forth. But there's a world of difference if suddenly there's someone there that the producer or Leslie Stahl finds intriguing. And suddenly, you know, it's a different narrative about something that happened uh, than what, you know, the Commerce Secretary is saying. But Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Imagine. I mean, think about at any given time at the state house, there are right there are protesters. There are right. people who are just trying to make a point. And you know, I mean, it's easy, especially I think even more so than than for the local reporter. Sometimes I, the local journalists and myself, again, myself included, kind of you know we roll our eyes or we we sort of uh, you know kind of avoid the protesters at the state house because it's like, oh, what are you protesting today? But when you're in from out of state, you know, you are, you, first of all, you're looking for a story. You're looking, right. Leslie you, 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 not going to want to just do complete, you know, a, a complete suck-up piece on, on Gina Raimondo. And so, you know, it, the, the way to potentially get in there is to find the person that says, boy, she took my pension or she, uh, you know, I couldn't get food stamps because she screwed up the, you know, the, 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 the that, you know, the, my, my food stamp card thing. You know, all those kind of situations. Um, and so, yeah, I think she does. I, I think she loves the narrative. Obviously, I mean, we should step back a little bit and just point out that it is insane that 
the Commerce Secretary of the United States is getting a 60 Minutes profile. Yeah. It's not normal. I mean, for listeners out there, and, and I, I would admit this myself, try to name the last five Commerce Secretaries. I think I could probably name two of them. Right. Uh, you, you just, they're not high-profile gigs. I remember people saying to me when she got the job, you know, this, oh, like, it's not even that big of a deal, Dan. And I would be like, well, it's a really big deal for us. And it turns out, you know, she is one of the most, I think, trusted members of the Biden administration now, so much so that she's going to get a profile in 60 minutes. Nadia McGowan, I haven't spoken to anyone, but I was envisioning uh, Commerce Secretary Raimondo having Leslie Stahl in 60 minutes tag along with her to the Gabe Ammo fundraiser last night. Though that's someone that I think the Raimondo people would have no problem with Leslie Spall speaking to, and that is a person of color who would only speak praising of her, who, you know, who's running for Congress. Yeah, I mean, by the way, it could, depending on when the profile runs, you know, could be right as potentially he gets elected to Congress. Yep. Uh, and so you're absolutely right. I mean, Gabe Amo is a, a he's an African-American guy, good-looking guy, charming, good smile, and it is a thousand percent infatuated with uh, with Gina Romano. He would be a perfect person uh, to to talk to. The one thing I wonder there is it is a little bit uncomfortable because you know usually you don't see federal office holders right. um, you know you know spending a lot of time in politics. And Gina Romano you know has tried to balance that out a lot. You know she's turned down people um, at times, and she's always kind of a little bit worried, and especially since. It was a whole separation of powers kind of issue with Congress and the executive branch, but you're you're absolutely right. I mean, that, that's she she would love if, if the if the Rhode Island interview because uh, you got to assume there'll be some Rhode Island interview. Uh, if if it's Gabe Amo, God, she, you couldn't pick a better person for a pro Gina Raimondo piece. No, and I like the optics of it. I mean, it's different than if it was Seth Magaziner, right? I mean, you got to step back from that. And uh, Dan McGowan, one one last part about it where I think, and you know, I, I just think she is a political animal, and I don't mean, I think that's, I mean it as a compliment, but even when, I remember asking her about when GE, when they pitched GE, and she was very adamant about, it's the whole question is whether or not and it was her phrasing, but whether or not you're in the conversation. If you're not in the conversation, then it's never happening. I still maintain, I just believe a lot of her moves when it comes to someone saying who should be vice president, who should be president, who should run. It's I, It just comes back to that. It are, is she, would she be in the conversation? And, and I, I believe everything that's happening right now, she is absolutely calculated to be in the conversation. Oh, yeah, in the, in the conversation, in the game, right? She is somebody, uh, <laughs> I mean, if you're getting a 60 minutes profile, yeah. again, you are you are as big as anybody. Like, think about the 100 members of the U.S. Senate, right? There, who, who you know, usually U.S. senators like to run for president. How many of them, you know, Cory Booker comes to mind, you know, every once in a while, maybe a Mitch McConnell story, there are not that many members of the U.S. Senate who get big profiles. No. You think, think about governors. Yeah. Gretchen Whitmer, okay. You know, Gavin Newsom, yes. But you don't get a ton of these kind of uh, these kind of opportunities. I think you're right. I think she's somebody who um, who likes to keep that high profile. Uh, and, by, by the way, it, it does show you, I mean, there there is an element of 
um, of trust and kind of, uh, uh, you know, a good track record there with the Biden administration. You don't see uh, the same level of attention for most of the cabinet secretaries. You know, the other high-profile ones, of course, Pete Buttigieg, but even he's been, I think, quite sidelined compared to oh, yeah. where Gina Raimondo has been elevated. Yeah. Uh, I mean, really, right now, if you think about it, I, I, maybe I'm exaggerating a little here, but as you and I talk, I, I think there's Biden. I think there's Anthony Blinken, obviously the Secretary of State, and Gina Raimondo. I mean, those are the kind of the three highest. By the way, notice I didn't mention Kamala Harris, the Vice President. Yeah. I, I, th- I think there are. I think those three are kind of the, you know, the go-to people. Um, you know, at the top of the the body of, of Biden world, Biden included there. Um, that's stunning. I mean, it's just not a normal thing for the Commerce Secretary. People joke, uh, you know, about about uh, President Trump's Commerce Secretary. Of course, was was Wilbur Ross, and you know, there's been stories. I mean, the guy was he was he was much older. He's like falling asleep in meetings with mm. like, with top CEOs and, and things like that. You know, that, that was a uh, quite literally a sleepy job for a really, really long time. And Gina Raimondo is is kind of everywhere at this point. I think that's how my guess is that's how they'll present it. It was that was it. The, I don't know if it's the post of the New York Times, but it was you know the like the you know she's everywhere kind of uh, big profile on her. I think that's what this is going to be. It's going to be kind of an exploration into uh, how in the world did the Commerce Secretary become such a vital piece of. Uh, of the administration. What I'm curious to see is, will we see a Biden interview for her? Because that would be, you want to really talk about, you know, can she be the president? If, if, if they somehow get Joe Biden, who doesn't do a lot of interviews, to also be a part of, you know, her, uh, uh, you know, this big story, that's a, that's an endorsement, uh, even if he's not actually endorsing. That would be a huge get for her. Well, they just had him last week, so he's definitely giving, right, murder to be clued or, you know, just, Mr. President, as a side note, uh, what can you tell us about your Commerce Secretary, something like that. Dan McGowan, one last question, your insight. When the when she came back, when uh, Commerce Secretary Mundo came back for the unveiling of her portrait, she went out of her way to single out that Governor McKee had been very, very gracious um, what what was your read on that, and does that maybe play into? Because she's definitely a Chester's not Chester not checkers. Was that then full cooperation from him and his staff as she breezes into town with Leslie Stoll in sixty minutes? Yeah, I mean, I think that she she part of me thinks that she just she you know it's it's the right thing to do kind of professionally. Okay. To, you know, to credit the yeah, to credit the governor and to you know, to, she has no reason to be at war with the governor. Um, and what you don't want, you know, if you are thinking politically, even if you don't actually love the you know the governor, um, you know, politically, she's not somebody who I think would vote for Dan McKee, or I assume she voted for. I don't know if she's registered actually anymore, so I'm not sure if she voted for uh, Helena folks or not, but. Um, you know, what you don't want, if you are thinking about your political future, is you don't want the next governor of your state coming and saying, you know, I endorse Gavin Newsom over, over you know, our hometown governor. Right. Uh, because, because there's, you know, a petty uh, fight or anything like that. So it makes sense. I think it's the right thing to do. And I will say, to the credit of Governor McKee, he has no reason to pick a fight with the Commerce Secretary anymore. He's He's got the job. You know, he's here. 
Uh, he's probably a favorite to some degree to win re-election. So yeah, you also don't want to uh, to have a fight with somebody who controls a lot of the purse strings. Mm -hmm. Folks, again, you hear me mention Roadmap. It arrives in your inbox Monday through Friday. Has all links, all the different stories in the globe, whether it be the housing crisis going on right now, and it's real in Massachusetts, all the top Rhode Island stories, sports stories, the decline of the Patriots. Dan McCowan, right now, if you'd be so kind to extend that offer to everyone listening. Yeah, very simple. Uh, send me a blank email. RINews at globe.com. RINews at globe.com. I'll sign you up. You'll start getting it first thing tomorrow morning. Folks, he's Dan McGowan. Dan, great job as always. We'll talk to you again. John, have a great day. Thank you. At Med Urgent Care, walk in Urgent Care Center. All your medical needs, they're open seven days a week. Doctors and nurses, two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston. That's right in the Atwood Medical Center, 5750 Post Road. East Greenwich, right across from Felicia's. Again, they're open seven days a week at Med Urgent Care. When you need urgent care without the wait now, when I've been in that situation and I needed urgent care, that's where I went. If you want to go to an emergency room and have a long wait, well, you're free to do that. Otherwise, do what I did. Go to at Med Urgent Care, whether it's work-related, maybe someone's not feeling well, someone needs stitches, whatever it may be, at Med Urgent Care comprehensive outpatient urgent care facility there's two locations one near you johnston right in the atwood medical center and also 5750 post road east greenwich that's right across from felicia's when you need and i need urgent care you want at med urgent care again two locations 1524 atwood avenue in johnston in the atwood medical center and 5750 post road east greenwich Seven days a week, doctors and nurses at Med Urgent Care. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Folks, I always tout our website just because it has exclusive stories and video. It has links to on-the-scene live stream. Remember, there's no vo uh, vowel I. It's D-E-P-E-T-R-O dot com, DePietro.com. You can also reach me that way if you'd like to get in touch with me dipetro.com log on and then links to facebook and youtube everything we have it's all waiting for you right there at the website aj drywall plaster home improvement call them today for a free quote you can also find them on facebook 401-323-9252 323-9252 AJ Drywall Plasters Home Improvement Frame to Finish Basements. What a difference it'll make in your basement. Acoustic ceilings. Look how beautiful your ceiling could be. New homes, additions, also commercial rehabs, painting, remodeling. Contact them today. It's a family-run business. AJ Drywall Plaster Home Improvements. Call for a free quote. What a difference they'll make in your home, your ceilings, floors, basements. 401-323-9252. What a difference. Beautiful walls and ceilings. 401-323-9252. You can also find them on Facebook. It's AJ Drywall Plaster and Home Improvements for your home or business. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Folks, I want to say this. It is despicable what you're seeing with all these protests at the Capitol, uh, the rampant anti-Semitism. 
the protesters that are not mentioning the hostages, the protesters, and you're seeing it, they're erupting everywhere, college campuses, uh, Boston City Hall, obviously yesterday at the Capitol, interrupting meetings that shouldn't, you know, that should not be allowed. All we heard about was the insurrectionists. Some of it's being perpetrated a lot by a lie. Other, other, other cries and these protests, ceasefire, everything else. Does it matter to anyone that Jewish people don't feel safe right now? Does it matter? To, do these people even care that many Jewish people do not feel safe and comfortable? How could they? With what's breaking out around the world, the fact that they're perpetrating this, that the United States and Israel are to blame for this, it is just so beyond the pale. Uh, I am really taken aback at just how brazen some of these people are. And I, and quite frankly, it's, it's disgraceful. It's disgusting to take sides this way. Do they, the people that are defending, um, there's different ways that you can kind of, you know, detect it. And one of the ways that I look at is I look at people's, their social media feed. And there were people, and that's why Justin Katz was so great picking up on a local media person who has no mention of the music festival, that Nova Music Festival on November, on October 7th, the Saturday, when those people were just completely slaughtered and killed there. And then the Hamas people going into the it, it it's just so beyond the pale. But these protesters, they're, they're, they're sick. There's something wrong with them. You know, and they're such frauds. What have we been hearing about mis people misgendered and proper pronouns and bullies and January 6th and MAGA Republicans? And you've had people on college campuses saying they didn't feel safe, safe space. They saw a Trump sign. And it triggered them and blah, blah, blah. They have no regard for the fact that Jewish people right now are watching all these protests and all these people rallying and crying that that essentially want to kill them. It's it's just so beyond the pale. I, I just can't begin. I can't believe we're witnessing it. Number one, maybe maybe we shouldn't be shocked. This, these people are demented. How do you take sides against these innocent people, babies, families, infants, those young people? The fact that we still have hostages, the biggest frauds are the people calling for a ceasefire. They're not even mentioning. See, they, this is, I'm not sure exactly the term, but it's like selective. They don't want to acknowledge what took place October 7th. They don't want to take they, they don't want to acknowledge right now. It is cultish. They want to don't want to acknowledge that there are people being held hostage. How about these complete zeros that are ripping down signs up with the pictures and information about those that are being held hostage? This do you understand there's something wrong with those individuals? Boy, they like to lecture. They are the biggest group of frauds. These people that are also, you know, you can, I'm just neutral. I feel bad for both sides. One side was attacked. The other side is absolutely every right to defend themselves. They haven't even started yet on the ground invasion. And they perpetrate a lie. 
they immediately jumped on in it is pathetic and disgraceful that elected officials continuing this lie that that hospital was bombed first of all it didn't even happen at the hospital it was in the parking lot and it was done by hamas but they don't see how do you negotiate how do you have a conversation with people that are content to perpetrate a lie content to let all these people get fired up over something that didn't happen how, how do you have a conversation with someone like that how do you negotiate with you can't look at the way they're erupting all over the world on something that's not even true and what a dire day for media from the new york times on down now they're just calling it hospital blast get a backbone this is terrorism and it's wrong folks you're listening to the john DePietro show do you need a good plumber i found the best plumber jmb plumbing call them today all your plumbing needs 401 401- 743-9153. JMB Plumbing. They've been providing plumbing services for years. Skilled professionals stand behind their work. Guarantee you will be happy. Maybe it's repairing damaged water pipes, repair clogged pipelines, maybe replace a, a water heater, as well as all your plumbing needs. Call them now. It's JMB Plumbing. 401 743 9153. Nothing throws off your life or your home or your business. When you need plumbing service, you need someone reliable, someone who's professional, someone who'll handle the job and do it right. It's JMB Plumbing. Call them today, 401 743 9153. JMB Plumbing. And look for them on Facebook. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Well, folks, we have major news. Sidney Powell has pled guilty. That crackpot has pled guilty in the Georgia case. This is very, very significant. And, you know, the number of people, this was Miss Release the Kraken. The number of people that were telling me, oh, well, you know, Sid Powell... President Trump's attorney has pled guilty in the Georgia election case. Let's pick up the report. This is a major development. This is quite a significant development this morning, John and Kate. What we have now is Sidney Powell, one of the top lawyers that was working for Donald Trump after the 2020 election. She is pleading guilty in the election subversion case that she is charged criminally in in Georgia. This is the state-level case against her and 18 other defendants, including Donald Trump, including Mark Meadows, including Rudy Giuliani. And in that case, she is not only pleading guilty to some charges there, she's in court currently at this very moment entering that plea before a judge she also is agreeing as part of this deal to testify at future trials so Sidney Powell is lined up uh, essentially to go to trial at the end of this week alongside one other defendant in that case another lawyer Ken Chesbro she's not going to be going to trial now so she's taking this plea deal she will not have that trial she will also be uh, in a situation where prosecutors will be recommending her to avoid jail time as part of this deal 
Uh, but it's significant that not only is she avoiding the trial, not only is she putting in this guilty plea, that she is very likely to become a witness against Donald Trump How? and the others as they go to trial in Georgia. And there's a lot here at stake, not only in Georgia, but also in the federal court in D.C., where another criminal case against the former president exists and where Sidney Powell has been identified as a top co-conspirator there. Oh. And so what this means for Donald Trump going forward is it's not good uh, for him to have people pleading and agreeing to cooperate with prosecutors, whether it's at the federal level or state level. So having Sidney Powell agreeing to testify is quite a significant step forward wow. for the prosecutors in Georgia, as well as potentially any other prosecutors uh, who are bringing oh. and trying to prosecute cases against Donald Trump at trial. Sydney Absolutely. Powell and I'm, I'm being told flipped. we just heard from Judge McAfee wow. in Georgia just a moment ago. Let's listen to this together, oh, Caitlin. Wow. Of course. Sydney Powell right, has you. flipped. And, uh, Ms. Powell, I've been handed a document. And will testify against President this, Trump. Uh, your signature as well on the second page. Yes, sir. Miss Release the Kraken. And ma'am, do you understand that this is a negotiated plea, which means that your attorney and I have reached an agreement, or the state has reached an agreement, as to the proposed sentence that will be made to Guilty. the court? Guilty. Sid Powell. Do you understand that the recommendation being made to the court as to oh. this accusation on counts one through six, that you be sentenced to 12 months of probation to run consecutive with one another? I do. Do you wow. understand that the state is asking that a $6,000 fine be imposed, a oh. restitution of $2,700 wow. be paid to the state of Georgia, an apology letter be written to the citizens of the state of Georgia, that you truthfully testify at all hearings and proceedings and trials involving the co-defendants in this matter, and that you have no communication with co-defendants, media, or witnesses until this case has been completely closed against all defendants. I do. Sidney Powell has flipped against President Trump. Now, folks, there were some of you, I said she was a crackpot. I said she couldn't be trusted. President Trump, I said, you have to be careful of people like her and Mike Flynn. Sidney Powell and Lynn Wood has now flipped, pled guilty, will testify against President Trump at trial and telling them everything she knows about the Georgia case and the other case. This is a very, very significant development. Sid Powell, one of the attorneys for President Trump, has now pled guilty. This is brand new, just breaking, significant development, especially with the Georgia racketeering case. Wow. You know, I want to give credit. Our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd, he said there's always a danger that one of the defendants will flip. And now you have it. Sid Powell has flipped, pled guilty in the Georgia case, will testify against President Trump. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. When it comes to insurance, you need a neighbor, a partner, and friend. You need Chapa Insurance Agency. They're located right on Reservoir Avenue in Cranston. Call today, free consultation, 401 900 INSU 401-900-4678 SHAPA Insurance SIA Stephen, very experienced whether it's auto, home, renters, business insurance, flood, 
recreational umbrella, any other protection for your assets, Rhode Island and Massachusetts, Shapa Insurance Agency, your agency of choice. Call today, set up a meeting. They're so knowledgeable, can have everything under one roof. Call Shapa Insurance today, 401 900 insu or 401 900 4678 look for them on facebook again located reservoir avenue in cranston shopper insurance agency your neighbor your partner your friend one-stop insurance solutions yankee tree service call them today 401 439-6028. The tree trimming experts from Lincoln. You can always find them online, yankeetreeservice.com. Tree removal since 2006, 24-7 emergency service available. It's Yankee Tree. Folks, I've dealt with them for years. Tree removal, stump grinding, tree pruning. Also, emergency service and bucket truck service. You can depend on on Yankee Tree Service. Call them today, get a free quote, 401-439-6028. And remember, with Yankee Tree Service, they have the licensed arbitrist. They'll come out and they'll explain which tree maybe you want to get removed, maybe what tree you don't want to get removed. Tree pruning, also one of the best things you can do for your property and for your trees. It's Yankee Tree Service. Call them today, the tree trimming experts based out of Lincoln. Call them at 401-439-6028, Yankee Tree Service, 401-439-6028. This portion of the program is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Pop in and see them, whether it's for lunch, nice weather, you can sit outside on the deck, or maybe sit in the dining room, delicious food. Then they also have a great full bar, large dining area, and you're gonna love the lounge. The Lodge Pub and Eatery. People rave about their delicious, consistent, great food, and also the great staff. I'll see you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. <music> 